0: Hello, and good day to you. Uh, Welcome to the fourth installment of the uh, Year with St. Joseph podcast, um, where we kind of take some time to reflect and think about St. Joseph, who he was, what he means to us, and what we can learn from him. Um, Today's uh, podcast is going to be titled uh, Joseph a Just Man, which is fairly generic. I thought about going with something a little more creative like just a man, but a just man, but eh, it's kind of wordy. And um, I mean, now that I'm talking about it already, does it really matter? I could go with either one. But um, Joseph, a just man, our fourth installment for April. I realize I'm coming in right here at the end of the month. Um, it's been a busy and a hectic month, but I'm glad to be able to be talking with you again today. So so just man, that's one of the things that, that we hear about Joseph and we hear referred about him is that he's a just man. And what I want to do is kind of unpack that and what that means and maybe what we can take from it and learn from it. I'm actually going to gonna borrow something from something by Father Abu. Uh, he had written an article um, called St. Joseph, A per- Perfect Example of a Just Man. And I was just doing some research before this podcast and I came across that. And he had a lot of good tips and pointers on how we can live that example that St. Joseph leaves us. So I wanted to touch on some of that, but make sure I gave him credits. So I will put uh, his link in, in the description of this as well, if anyone would like to read that as well. Um, first thing is, what, when we think of a just man or a just person, we, we probably tend to think mostly about the term justice, right? So someone someone does something wrong... Um, they get convicted of a crime, and a lot of times we'll say, well, at least justice was served. It doesn't fix it, but but uh, he was found guilty and, and punished for it. Uh, but in the biblical sense and the way it's used for St. Joseph, it's a much bigger term than that. Uh, in fact, the verse that references Joseph as a just man, um, some translations use just, some may use righteous, some just use uh, the phrase a man who followed the law. But uh, the verse that uses it is from Matthew 1, chapter 1, verse 19. It says, And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. What's interesting about that is it almost has a juxtaposition on what we would normally think about justice, right? We talked in one of my previous podcasts about how Joseph was within the law the legal aspect of the law to really have Mary put to death under those circumstances Um, that could have been at the time considered justice. Now, again, as as I mentioned in that podcast, it's not at all just or justice or right in any way, but, but the law at the time would have allowed him to do that. And that would have been considered. Well, that's that's, he's getting what he, what uh, the justice that, that is required. Uh, but obviously, he's doing the opposite of that, and they're, yet they're referencing him as a just man. So what does that mean? What it means is that being a just man is more than just you know following justice or doing, doing the things that you're supposed to do. But it, it's more about being obedient, more about doing what God asks of you. And one of the really neat things about Joseph uh, being a just man is... You look at a lot of the different people that were told to do something um, in the Bible. You have Moses, you go down to Moses and um, he's literally has a burning bush talk to him like pretty black and white situation. I'm standing in front of a bush that's burning but not burning and it's talking to me. This is a pretty big deal. Uh, you go through other areas of the Bible, angels appear to people and they say I have a message from God for you. When we look at Joseph as a just man and the obedience at which he behaves and acts with, all of the messages he gets are in a dream. And he's that close to God and that holy, that devout, that he can take that dream and say, you know what, this is what I need to do. This is what God is telling me to do. He doesn't need to send an angel to me to tell me something to my face. Uh, I don't need to talk to a burning bush. Simply a dream is enough for me to go, I will respond to what God's asking me to do. Now, I don't know about you, but when I dream, I don't ever think this is a message that I'm supposed to do something. Uh, so the faith that Joseph must have in the relationship he has with God to take those things, uh, that discernment and go, this is what I need to do. I'm not going to divorce her. Not only that, I'm going to marry her. And not only that, I'm going to run to Egypt in the middle of the night um, because I had a drape. Uh, to be that in tune with what you're asked to do and that obedient, you don't have time necessarily to think, to spend time focusing on how much, you know, i weigh the pros and cons and the, good. which is something that's very healthy to do. is something we should be doing with our lives in a lot of cases, but you know, he's sitting there in the middle of the night and angels, or he has a dream that says there are people that are trying to kill Jesus, get out of here. And he's like, all right, I'm getting up and we're going immediate obedience, um, to to following the will of God, something that I know that I do not do well. Um, even when I think I know what probably God wants me to do, even just with my prayer life, I sit there and go, I don't feel like it today. Uh, I don't want to pray this long. I'm bored, whatever. I don't even have that much justice or, or obedience um, that I'm able to consistently do something that simple. But yet Joseph was able to quickly react to God's calls because of how obedient he was to the will of God um, and how in tune he was to following through with the will of God. It's, it's just a remarkable testament to, to who Joseph was as a just man. And we look at other areas where just man is referenced in the Bible. It's actually only referenced 10 times in the entire Bible, and only five of those times is attributed to um, specific people. So, for example, in Ecclesiastes, they have uh, the term "a just man" comes up about five times, and none of the times is it really talking about justice, but it's talking about being faithful, being obedient, um, and and loving God. Um, in fact, uh, just Ecclesiastes, Ecclesia or I'm sorry, Pro- Proverbs chapter twenty four sixteen uses the term "a just man." It says, "For a just man falleth seven times." And rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. And again, it's that that obedience, that perseverance, that continuing to get back up after you've been knocked down, to not give up on God's faithfulness, not to give up on God's love. And that's something I struggle with. It's, it's easy for me to say I want to give up. Things didn't go the way I wanted. I've been praying about it, and this is how it turned out. And now I want to give up on God. Um, that's easier for me to feel, but to continue to get up the other interesting piece is that juxtaposition again you see for a just man fall seven times and rises up again the reverse of justice is the wicked, which is an interesting word right that's not the opposite of justice the way we think of it but if you look at justice as being obedient and faithful and persevering in God's will, then the opposite of that would be wicked, right? (laughs) Someone that's opposite of being a just man is a wicked man. So that's uh, a pretty interesting way of phrasing that um, in that verse. The other five, uh, the five individuals that I referenced, uh, as I mentioned, Joseph in Matthew one nineteen, the first person in the Bible to be, to be, um, referenced as a just man, you'll notice all of these people, pretty significant callings that they've had from God. There's one that you may have not heard of, um, or not know a lot about. Um, but when you start to learn about him, you find out that he had a very significant role to play in, uh, bringing people to God in, in, um, serving God. So, uh, the first person in the Bible be referred to as a just man was Noah. You might be familiar with him in the Ark story. Uh, pretty significant situation for sure. Um, he was called basically to um in a weird way, save the world um, not not so much all the people in it, but to to be there to make sure that the world would continue, but to make sure that the world that did continue served and loved God um, the other person uh the next person that would have been referenced would be joseph um, and then following that John the Baptist, who is uh, one of the people that Jesus himself refers to as one of the greatest human beings, if not the greatest human being that ever lived, not named Jesus. Um, and uh, I always think that's an amazing line that Jesus says, you know, the greatest among men, John the Baptist, is is uh, insignificant in heaven. Um, but still, like, he still gets called the most amazing human ever, which is pretty great. Uh, he's also considered a just man. He's the man who baptized Jesus. I mean, think about that for a minute. Um, brought people to Jesus before people knew who Jesus was. And people would be like, are you the Messiah? Are you Elijah? Are you all these different things? And he's like, no, I'm just a voice. I'm just a voice for someone greater than me. Um, And he knew his place and he was obedient to it. um, And to his death ultimately. So the next one that's actually um, jumping ahead here, but Cornelius, he's the one you may not have heard of. He was a centurion. He is the First Gentile that is known to be a convert to Christianity, but what his significance in that yes to God, uh, when he was him and his family were baptized and converted, was he opened the door to all of the Gentiles because at that time, historically speaking, it was like well, if you're Gentile, you have to be Jewish to be baptized and to become Christian. The Gentiles are kind of like off limits. And he was the individual that allowed that door to be opened. Now, I don't know if there's anything to this, but I was doing some research on him, and I had heard that there's some people that might think that he is the same centurion that is found in the New Testament that talks to Jesus and says, "Um, if you just say the word, um, this person will be healed. I have all this power, I have all this control, but if you just say the word... um, that this person, this family member will be healed. And that faith that Jesus says, I have not seen this faith in all of Galilee. um, Some people think that might be the same, the same person. And if so, you get to see a glimpse of that obedience, that a glimpse of trust, that glimpse of faith, that, that glimpse of him being a just man in the biblical definition of that term. And the last person, probably the most important, is Jesus is referred to as a just man. Um, he is referred to a just man by uh, Pontius Pilate's wife. And Pontius Pilate is, there is a character that I would like to unwrap at some point, uh, just because I find him fascinating. I find so much human weakness uh, in the the scenes that we see with Pontius Pilate that I I guess maybe I see myself in him. You know, that that exterior pressures that keep us from God, that keep us from... Having a relationship with Christ because because of everything else around us that we're allowing to pull us, and he was a, he was dealing with all of that. But as a digression, uh, his wife was saying, "You know, leave this man alone. He is a just man." Was a, some that paraphrasing, but she refers to Jesus as a just man. So great company that Joseph is in with the title of being a just man, uh, which is which is really neat uh, to see. You know, those different individuals, their obedience their love and their commitment and they're willing to stand up and persevere against challenges. Uh imagine being a gentile uh converting to Christianity as a Centurion, not just a gentile but a Centurion um uh, an important person uh to to still say no I'm going to serve God. Um you see it with Noah, right? The ridicule that he probably received. We see it with Joseph obviously. Um, and then John the Baptist. You know, some people probably thought he was a little off the handle, uh, living out in the woods, eating locusts and honey and, and wearing animal skins. Uh so um you see a lot of those similarities in those individuals that have have been given that title uh of a just man. And I won't even go into Jesus because obviously he transcends all of those things. But um but you look at that that beauty and uh the commitment that it takes to to be you know, a just man, to continue to get up. And one thing I liked about that verse from Proverbs as well is it says a just man falls seven times and rises up again. That's a hopeful statement to me, and that's something that I remember too, and I've mentioned previously, right? Joseph's the only guy in his family that sinned. Um, but that ability to get back up doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, and none of the verses that reference a just man uh, as a descriptive term imply that a just man is sinless, that they don't make mistakes, but they get back up. They get back up, they don't give up, and they continue to serve God. Um, So as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that uh, Father Abu had that highlighted uh, some of the... Aspects that we can apply to our own lives that Joseph teaches us. Um, Like I said, I will put his link to that in the description as well. Um, But what it references that that he's a just man. The first thing he says, Joseph was a just man, and uh, he referenced what that means: a man of integrity, a man that's respected in the community, has a good name. He's he's a man of justice, was not a wayward person, was decisive um, believed what was doing, what doing, what is right at all times. Um, and then he asked the question, can it be said about me that I am a just person? Do I practice selective integrity or am I con- am I consistent in my obedience and my trust in God? I can say for sure. I, I am not, <laughs> uh, I try to be, but I am not consistent enough. Another um, thing is, Joseph, as a just man, does not enjoy seeing the pain of others, right? He saw the situation that Mary was in, and he said, I'm going to protect her. Even though it hurts me, I am going to protect her. I will, I will damage my name before I allow her to have, be inflicted with pain because of this situation. Um, so, so another way that we can look at that, that model of a just man, uh, how are we loving other people? Are we okay with other people being pain? Do we cause each other pain? Uh, I know I do at times, right? I can lose my temper. I can be frustrated with other people. I can be impatient. um, And I can even hurt people behind their back if I gossip and things like that. So, um, you know, those are things that Joseph fought against. Joseph was obedient to God at his own expense. Um, Again, we look at the ways he obeyed God immediately. He married, he chose to marry, um, mother Mary. Uh, he, despite all of the confusion, the things he must've been thinking and feeling at his own expense, he agreed to marry her. Uh, he agreed to flee to Egypt, you know, a businessman that has a business established somewhere, just leaves to a foreign land to protect his family. Um, so he was obedient in that way. Again, at his own expense, knowing I could, I could do this stuff easier. Um, doesn't question it, but obeys. Uh, one, a big one, uh, his celibacy in marriage, right? Uh, as, as, uh, Mary was, uh, a virgin, um, and remained a virgin, you know, Joseph had to be faithful to his wife, right? Um, so he had to also subscribe to that celibacy within marriage. It's one thing, you know, with priests, they, they, they live in celibacy, which I can't imagine the struggle that is, but at least they're not living with a woman, right? That they love. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Um, so uh, at least they can eliminate, I guess, that temptation piece. But that doesn't make it any easier. As a guy, I can I can assure you, <laughs> it would still be very difficult. But, um, but again, there's another example of that obedience. And then St. Joseph, he was a man of faith. Um, it takes great faith to agree to do what he does. It takes great faith to be that obedient, to say, this is crazy, but you know what? God is asking me to do it, and I am going to trust that he will take care of us in this decision. Um, these are things that I know that I need to learn, that I need to improve on, and hopefully there's some things you guys can take away as well that will help you guys grow um, and live as that that just person, man or woman, um, that that God you know really wants for all of us. Um, and I know for myself I will be spending a lot of time reflecting and praying about how I can be more trusting and more obedient to God's will and to continue to get back up even when I'm dealing with frustrating situations and difficult times to continue to love God and trust God and to know that he has a plan that's greater than I understand um, even when I'm going through different challenges and, and struggles. So, God bless. St. Joseph, pray for us, and thank you guys for listening. Hope to uh, Make sure you guys are tuning in next month. We're going to have a special episode with a guest on. I'm really looking forward to it. We were going to do it this month, however, uh, they kind of told me that there was a really good idea about doing it next month that I thought was brilliant, so I was like, yeah, we'll push it to next month. So, um, really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we may have two episodes next month, depending on how things go. Maybe three, who knows? Uh going crazy here, but um, hope you guys tune in next next month and uh next month is tomorrow so who knows how soon that'll come out? but um thank you guys for joining um love love the uh fact that people actually tune in to listen to this that's really humbling and and i really appreciate it god bless